Welcome to Zach to the Future. I'm your co-host, Dashiell Driscoll, joined today by Mark Paul Gosler. Hello, Mark Paul. Hi, Dashiell. And we have a very special in-studio guest, Brecken Meyer. Hi. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me, kids. Hi, Brecken. Hi, Mark Paul. People have asked for Mark Paul's co-stars to join us on the podcast, but they were not specific. So we have Mark Paul's co-star from another TV show today. That's pretty exciting. It should be, I, but I I'm on, not sure. If I was it, on Saved by the Bell for 16 episodes. I don't know if you remember Luke, the janitor's son, who would come by and just pick up after Zach. I do. Yeah, he was a he was a uh, fan favorite. Yeah. I do remember Luke the janitor. And then it was really they weren't very creative with. It. They gave him leukemia, which I thought was really stupid. But then he passed away in episode 17. You guys don't remember that one? No. Yeah. I mean, everyone remembers the leukemia arc. It's one of the more clever tragedies in uh, yeah. title tragedies and in Screech, history. Screech fell down at the funeral and fell into the hole. It was a big, it was a pretty funny thing. They only showed it once, I think. Right, yeah. It was one of the, people wrote people letters. People are scrambling yeah. right now, by the way. <laughs> where, where is this episode? Oh, shit, you guys <laughs> so before we get started, uh, I think we already got started. Mark Paul, did you do your homework for this week? Yes, Dashiell, I did my homework. <laughs> Great. And Brecken, uh, who's taking this class, I guess, what is it, like uh, you're auditing the class? Yeah, I was cramming this morning. I, I did my homework. You did your homework on the way to school, that kind of thing. I mean, I watched an episode of Saved by the Bell. It right. just co- it's just a coincidence that you guys needed me to. Yeah, I, I regularly used to watch Saved by the Bell before school. It is, it is odd now that that is uh, considered homework, and I'm kind of considered teaching it. <laughs> um, so before we uh, go through the episode scene by scene, Mark Paul, I have to ask, did this, do you remember anything from making this? Anything at all? Did anything get shaken loose watching? Nothing from this, but I did enjoy this episode. I think this falls in line with one of the more fun, um, lighthearted episodes of Saved by the Bell. So um, without further ado, tell, tell us what this one was about. Sure. I prepared a brief summary of what happened in case you didn't do your homework. It's the girls ask the guys dance. Zach is hoping Kelly will ask him instead of Slater. Meanwhile, a tomboy named Rhonda Robustelli is relentlessly hounding Zach about being her date. To find out who Kelly's going to ask, Zach and Screech plant a bug in Jesse's room to spy on the girls' slumber party. The girls find the bug and, with the help of Slater, trick Zach into thinking Kelly is a murderous psychotic who attacks those she loves. Zach gets scared off and goes to the dance with Rhonda where he's flung around like a ragdoll and learns Kelly's not crazy after all. Okay, that's the episode. And later, we'll be talking to Kirsten Kemp Becker, who played Ronda Robustelli in this episode. And since you both did your homework, we're going to try something new and watch the episode while we record to see if we pick up on anything we didn't notice the first time. So we open up (laughs) Act 1 inside the hallways of Bayside. Immediately, we see the twins. We have a twin sighting. And there's a banner uh, that says, Girls' Choice, Ask Your Guy Today, Dance This Friday night. Yeah, the the banner is a regular device of Bayside High to to show you what to expect this week, and this week we have that dance. Written by Mark Fink, directed by Gary Shimakawa. I, I remember Gary. Gary was a was what was one of our directors um, from the Miss Bliss days, actually. Mm. Uh, he directed, I believe, six Miss Blisses. He only directed, I believe, four Saved by the Bells. Um, uh, most of our episodes were directed by Don Barnhart, which we've discussed in the past. And now we're about to get into some serious cultural appropriation. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, one of Zach's uh, best disguises, if you want to say best. Yeah, um, dressed as a sheik uh, with... Who just had his eyes dilated. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That, um, 
accent that <laughs> I... How'd you workshop that one? I'm trying to th- think back, and I don't have any references. Mm-hmm. So the only reference I, mean, I, I had as one. a kid yeah. was the Iron Sheet. Yep. Right? Camel clutch. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. That was my only reference that I had back then because- Yeah, of course. Right? That's all we knew about at that point. You were like, Sheik? Oh, Iron Sheik. Yeah, the guy with Hogan. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's who I was impersonating. Not doing a very good job of doing that. You say but- impersonating, I say offending. <laughs> so it's up to you. <laughs> Which one you want to pick? Oh, and this poor girl who apparently has terrible vision, <laughs> terrible hearing, and also- I, well, I, just the fact that she doesn't recognize the most popular blonde kid on campus. The guy she wants to go to the dance with. I mean, yeah. the guy she's there to see. She's standing right. right in front of him. She's standing in front of his locker, and the only difference is this guy has, you know, optometrist dilation eyewear on. Yeah, and he, this whole elaborate disguise is just to fend off all the many, many girls who are just, just harassing him to go to this dance. By the way, oddly adult watch for Zach Morris. Adult watch? Yeah, that seems like an adult watch. I feel like Zach would have a digital watch. It seems very strange that he has like this kind of I always thought that that was a gift from my dad. That's how I always played it uh, on the Hmm. show, that it was either my dad's old watch or that it was a gift from my father. See, that's a little window into the backstory you created on your workshops for Zach Morris. I'm just doing that now, Brecken. Back then, I just when they said action, I stood on my mark and I said (laughs) my lines. I was scared to death. (laughs) Workshop anything. And then we see Kelly coming in and then Zach coming over. Hey, by the way, Background guy in the corner. Was that his credit on IMDb? It has to be. <laughs> he is, all, I'm telling you, Where? this is another drinking thing. He is always in that corner. Every episode, he is in that corner. Maybe he's load bearing. <laughs> like, without, like if he moves, the floor falls if you down. Move, the whole place yeah. comes down. <laughs> I'm just pointing that out. I'm, I'm, I'm saying I've seen it in the past episodes that we've watched, and I, I'm sure we'll see it in the future. And so Zach and Kelly have their little moment here at the lockers where Zach is, you know, making his best argument that Kelly should obviously invite him and Slater has other thoughts. Now, this tension between you and uh, Mario, Mark Real Paul, tension. It feels, it feels real. <laughs> it, it seems real. I mean, I'm looking at my expression on my face. It seems real. That point and that really aggressive point from Slater and the, the and slam then he pointed of the at himself. What's that? He pointed at you and then he pointed at himself. Yeah, pretty aggressive here. Yeah, the director was just like, more pointing, please. And then we have... And then you have... Robustelli. Yeah. I don't remember much about this. Can I tell you what this girl has, by the way, which you'll notice in the next scene as well, in, in, the, in the final scene? She has a signature kick that she does when she walks. Hmm. If you notice, it's very strange. Every time she sees Zach, her right foot does this weird kick where it's like a, it's like a puma going, and let's get him. And she does this kick. That's right. She's like charging. She's yeah, like it's charging. It's a pre-assault her, kick yeah. is what it is. Yeah. And by the way, Rhonda is like, she's established as a tomboy just because she's wearing like multiple sweatpants. She's like wearing that. a lot of sweatpants That's and, like a, how and a baseball head kicked on the back. Yeah, it's like, oh, she's undesirable because she's dressed comfy. She's yeah. and tall. And tall, right. And then we get Zach in the classroom with Lisa. A little more insight into Zach Morris. He is, he's bribing Lisa uh, with, with magazines. He's playing both sides of the fence throughout this entire season, but this series... Through the entire series. Yeah, Lisa oh, yeah. really is playing both sides of the fence. It's really, I mean, she's a shit stir. <laughs> yeah, she has, no, she has no loyalty. 
<laughs> she has so I, no loyalty. <laughs> I come in with a bribe of, of 17 glamour and cosmos. I only see really five uh, magazines there. I think they could have written that or maybe the prop master could have done his job. I'm not going to point fingers. Wait, so what are you, are you saying there's not enough late. magazines? I don't think there's enough magazines, but who's, who's, who's really watching this the way we are? Dashiell. I think that's enough magazines. I think he says he has three for her. No, and then- he says he has 17. No, seventeen is the name of the magazine. Seventeen is the magazine. Oh, fuck you then. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's the name of a magazine for teenage girls. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Maybe I mean that's okay. You don't know that. I I, I didn't up, know that. I'm, I grew really, up, I'm really upset. There's not a video component to this yeah. podcast right now. <laughs> I grew up with an older sister, so I'm I'm aware of Seventeen magazine. But I think I would have probably caught that in the Zeitgeist. Yeah, regardless. I don't have a sister. I know what a, I know. Yeah. There's a magazine. I never called, knew there was a magazine called Seventeen. That's so funny You've that been you're in criticizing. It, I guarantee. Well, maybe I have, but I didn't know it existed. <laughs> oh wow, yeah, you definitely sold a bunch of Seventeen magazines. That's oh. even funnier. Like some guy put his kids through college off of putting you in Seventeen magazine. Okay, moving on. <laughs> so you're bribing her with teen magazines. Um, but his bribery doesn't end there. He he carries around Bon Jovi tickets uh, just to a you concert. You say that like people don't. Well, I I mean, I don't have any on me. Do you, did you bring any Bon Jovi it's tickets? It's funny you ask. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a really weird thing to carry right now, concert yeah. tickets to anything. But these are actually just to go to his house and hang out with him during the pandemic. <laughs> oh, he prints tickets. Yeah. That's nice. That's good. Everyone needs a hobby. Um, but yeah, he, Zach, take, and the, by the way, the Bon Jovi tickets, just a fun little excuse for the line Bon Jovi, Bon Bon Voyage, Bon Voyage. I can't even say you it. You can't now. even say I it. I can't say it. Bon Voyage, Bon, bon Jovi, Bon, bon Jovi, Bon Voyage. There it is. There's a professional actor saying it. Uh, so that's why he carries him around, just for that fun little joke. And then we're in the max, and uh, Zach, Zach like instantly tries to get them to turn on their their best friends, and this like he's just like just tell me what happened at the slumber party, just betray their confidence. It's so strange that they pl- that Zach and is Slater there. Yeah, yeah they, it, it'll be the four of us. Plot in the open. Like, Zach and Slater are frenemies, whatever you want to call them, but they're rivals. Yet, Zach's always plotting right in front of Slater, which seems like the weirdest thing to do if you're in competition with someone. And all four of the gang will be here, minus Lisa, but in, in the booth. But then in the background, Screech is holding court with the twins, and we never discuss it. Huh. I, didn't, I did not pick that up at all. Oh, yeah. It's plain as that he's back there with the twins, just... Having a date. He's got like a side deal going. He does. We don't ever say anything about it. Oh, Lisa does come in. Sorry. They always do that in shows, though, which is so funny. Like, they establish Screech, can't talk to women, super afraid of women. But then in the background, it's like, yeah, just put him with those two twins. Like, he's holding court. But why does he need to be in this scene at all? He's Screech. He never says anything. He's comic relief. It was hysterical just then. You didn't see his pants. (laughs) Oh, that's right. So uh, Kelly isn't in this scene because we're talking about Kelly. And the weird thing is Lisa comes in and like, like she's like the chief of staff. She comes in and goes, by the way, Kelly can come to your slumber party. Oh, she's been like coordinating these stuff? Yeah, well, like, Lisa comes in and goes, by the way, Kelly said she'll come to your slumber party, Jesse. And I feel like Jesse would be like, you know, she can tell me herself, Lisa. I mean, it was before cell phones besides yeah. Zach. So I guess you had to like relay the information somehow. So Kelly's just down at the mines and when she's still <laughs> working, she's like, hey, I got to remind, remind Jesse I'm coming tonight. And Ed Alonzo with, with one of his tricks that I believe makes some version of the theme song. Yeah, there's nothing you like more oh, with right, waiting old, for your hot food than someone to finish a magic trick. Yeah. The old card out of the uh, breast pocket. Yeah, that's in, the, that's in one of the that's theme songs. That's in the theme song. Yeah. That's correct. Now, I want you to look at Slater's face. How disgusted he is by this trick. 
Well, I rewound that so Mario's many times always, watching Mario. Mario's been afraid of real magic for years. <laughs> right, everyone it's knows It's documented. That. It's yeah. well documented. It's in his contract, every show. No, and then, no card trick. Let's please watch if she does the kick. Yep, there, there it is, was. right foot kick. <laughs> there was the Ronda Robostelli kick. Yep. And then Zach ducks into the kitchen, which I don't think is sanitary. Guys, how come Zach doesn't like me? I put on everything in my closet. It's <laughs> 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 insane. By the way, she sits down, takes one of Slater's fries, and then just eye fucks everyone at the table. Yeah, she's she actually references her dad is in prison later. Yeah. So clearly she has some kind of like prison knowledge of how to like handle a room. <laughs> By the way, really comfortable with breaking and entering in this show. Yeah, ab- absolutely. That's I mean, you're correct. breaking into Jesse's house. Her parents probably are home. You've climbed in through the window. And you're bugging her. You're bugging her house. Essentially, it's, it's several crimes. But the beauty of these criminal schemes is Screech is really doing all the heavy lifting yeah, here. He's going to jail. I mean, Zach will get off. Also, nothing creepier than that doll on Jesse's window seat. Talk about well documented in previous episodes. Is it always that there? doll is very well documented. Do you know it is any a creep teenage show. girl who had a full size human baby child doll? No, it's it's a really really bizarre choice, and uh, yeah, and thank you for noticing it because Lord did we! I believe that was the first episode, Mark Paul. If I'm yeah, not mistaken. I think this is the beginning of the child's play idea. <laughs> That's the first Chucky. And yeah, so while Screech does all the heavy lifting, Zach just plays with this this giant doll. Zach does like this doll, like the face fondle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not good. No, that's not that's not right. Mm-hmm. I'm good, I'm gonna, but I'm this, I will say, this is actually, this was a straight up funny moment. With me pushing him out of the window? It's just really funny because essentially, I mean, it's the second floor. You just murdered your best friend. <laughs> He's like a cat. He'll yeah, land on his feet. Exactly. He's fine. I tried the, lo- the closet door. Which is locked. Mm, I know. We always yeah. lock our closet doors. I wonder, don't we? Why, I wonder why the closet is locked, Jesse. You know where all her caffeine pills are. So if you look don't at jump office. ahead, don't jump ahead. How dare you? I don't know these things. Oh, you oh you're unaware of that one. Uh, if you wait, if you look at Jesse's door though, did did you guys catch how she decorated the back of her? Oh, bedroom with her door? big giant jeans. She framed a pair of giant jeans. Yeah, that was the before jeans. E, like before her growth. Before Jesse Craig. She just has like framed. I thought she it was has a poster. Framed jeans. Framed and jeans. Also, Closes her own door completely. Maybe teenagers do that, but it struck me odd that she came in, threw her books on her bed, missed the desk, but threw her books on her bed, and then leaves. Teenagers like Zach do that. Teenagers like Jesse have nothing to hide. They would they would leave that bedroom open all day long. You tell me how Zach ended up in those pantyhose. <laughs> how is that possible while scurrying under a bed? Do you think that was a stage direction? I mean, you guys are both writers. Would you put that in a stage direction? Like, ah, I got a good one. Oh, yeah. He'd be, Zach in, he'd dives be in full under the bed. makeup by then. <laughs> he'd be in full makeup, a dress. Right. Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. He's going to come out completely. Yeah, that's correct. That's the best version. Full, full makeup drag. and a dress, yeah. yeah heels, full drag. Heels, he trips on the heels going out the window. <laughs> <laughs> that's comedy. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. 
time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. We open up in the next scene in, in Zach's bedroom after they have uh, planted the, the wire. And we know now that Zach is a Chargers fan. Was just a San, San Diego, Diego Chargers. What? Was it San Diego? San Diego Chargers back, back then. then. Why it? would I be a San Diego Chargers fan? I live in the Palisades. Wouldn't I be a Raiders or a Rams fan? Wasn't, you're you're also that a fan of the Yang. A Yang and so, Yang. And there's also a Lakers, which I understand because there's a lot of references to the Lakers. Yeah, there's a skateboard. Um, never used. But <laughs> there's a brand new skateboard. Could we not? Is this a thing where you can't? We couldn't get the Raiders or the Rams, so is that an official Chargers helmet or is that a I fake don't Chargers remember, helmet? but that is the Chargers symbol. It is. It looks it looks official, but it, or insignia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Lot that of is Laker interesting. Gear, lot and then of why is this a real to real that we use for? Because Zach's father was John Dean from Watergate. So <laughs> that's what he has. Yeah, it's like very advanced. I mean, the, uh, the you know the dumb answer is it looks good on camera, but it like. It is like absurdly advanced gear for them to be using to. Re- Why are they even recording this conversation? Like, you guys want to come over and have pizza and orange drink? Yeah, pizza, <laughs> orange drink. Talk about Working Girl. Uh, Working Girl was, I think, came out in 1988. Yeah. Uh, Jesse says that she went to go see it with one boy while <laughs> another boy was trying to kiss her. In that, it was a rated R film. Another reveal that Jesse is a time traveler. <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned you rated our film because this this episode called Fatal, Fatal Attraction is a pun on, or sorry, Fatal Distraction is a pun on Fatal Attraction, a very R-rated film, like super adult. I think I saw it before. I, I, I knew about, and I, I believe I saw that film before we filmed this. Um, so if you're thinking that I was too young to have seen it, is that where you're going with this? I am going with that. You, so you're telling me you saw that film. I, I had never seen it all the way and just watched it this Reckon, week. don't you think we saw, we saw this? Uh, at Fatal, that age? Fatal Attraction? I didn't see Fatal Attraction at 15. I don't you don't think, think so? No. There is like, I think I was at least 16. I remember not, not being of age to go see Platoon. Like my mother sure. took me to go see Platoon. Yeah. Well, Platoon is like war happens and you can kind of explain that to a kid. Like, I don't know how you explain to yeah, a kid. I don't think like, you dragged a Fatal Attraction. That's pretty tough. To it's like a, a kid to it. Yeah, sometimes your wife goes away for the weekend and you have like unprotected sex with a crazy lady who might try to murder you all. And like, that's like, that's like a harder lesson to teach a, a teenager. I love this scene though. I love when, when, um, you know, we're looking for clues, uh, when the girls are talking and, and, uh, Screech's reaction to Zach, she says we're cute. That was very much in, <clears throat> in the same, uh, line as Rudolph said. Uh, in the in the original like animated, oh, she, uh, the I'm cute. she says I'm cute. <laughs> yeah. It was like I was like it was exactly in the same vein. Um, and also, then, there's some weird QAnon code word stuff you oh, guys are doing right now. Oh my god! When he when With Lisa the past goes pass the, pass the pepperoni, and Zach goes, Lisa wants you. Yeah. What? Yeah. Wow, I miss I missed that entirely. You, yeah. If she didn't call it Screecheroni, I mean, it would have been worse if she called it Screecheroni, but that was it. Other than but that, it was whenever that. somebody says pass the pepperoni, it means they like you. Mm, hmm. We all know what that means. Yep. And for, for Zach to say to Screech, who is 13 or 14 at this time, Lisa wants you. Uh, yeah. 
What else did you guys see in this one? Uh, just that on Screech's like fuzzy pink fantasy that we're about to get uh, over hearing that Lisa wants him. Uh, I just felt kind of bad that like the punchline of he's every girl's dream is just showing Dustin's face. Like, like they're just like, he's every girl's dream. And there's just a picture of Screech and that's the joke. Yeah. Did we talk about Kelly being in love with Dennis Quaid? No. No. Yeah. I, I did the math on that one. He would have been 35 at the time. So Kelly Kapowski's fantasy is a 35-year-old actor who's very good and very fit, but is 35 years old. Oh, wait, first line ever. <laughs> Which one? The girl who said, why did God invent boys? The girl we've never seen in our lives who was invited to their slumber party and gets to be there. The curler girl. Yeah. Yeah, the curler girl. And the curler girl and the pimple cream girl. Yes. Like we have. We can't just have it be the three main girls. Correct. We got to give them other friends. Right. But also but they're the talk. ones. But they're the ones that have to put on the. the, the right. They have to do the curls and they have to do the face mask. But you know they, how it is. You know we how we work. Exactly. As, 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 see, you don't know this, Dashiell, but Brecken and I have been leads in things. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And when you're leads, you don't. Congratulations, do, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. You don't. You don't put on the pimple cream. And yeah. the curlers, you want to look your best. Yeah, I think so, the conversation was, hey, uh, Lark, Elizabeth, or Tiffany, we need uh, you guys to have curlers and we need you guys to have you know crap all over your face. Um, could you guys give it to the people who don't talk and come every day? You bet. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. I- I'm sorry. I'm number four <laughs> on the call sheet. I don't do that. So that explains why our girls are pristine while the two backgrounds have. Oh, no, Lisa has a curling thing in her, in her, One. In her bangs. One, but it's not like the whole thing. Also, Bregan, I'm glad you pointed out the orange drink that makes a reappearance here. Yeah, because uh, they're all they're all slamming that juice at the max. Like, <laughs> like what is this? Like, I don't remember. I mean, if you had one friend who had orange soda, I feel like that was kind of odd. But there was never like a friend group that was like all about that stuff. No, other than you know, purple stuff and Sunny D. Purple stuff, Sunny D. I yeah. guess Kel from Keenan and Kel. But that was like a whole character thing right. that he liked orange. Soda. Like that was like what made him so. By strange. the way, another creepy doll in Jesse's room. There's an old lady There's in a, a lot rocking of chair doll yep. right behind Tiffany's head, I believe. There must have been a warehouse of those dolls, and they just I guess they just used to run set. on it. That's what Peter Engel did before Saved by the Bell. He was a creepy doll manufacturer. <laughs> was that in his book, Dasha? Yeah, yeah, uh, book. I haven't gotten to that chapter yet. <laughs> to be honest, I put the book down. So then we we hear over the uh, the deck that uh, Kelly. Plans to go with Well, Zach. she thinks Slater's mysterious. Yeah, right. I'm cute. And You're cute. Don't think I didn't uh, see that. And if she had to decide right now, it would be Zach. And this is the tragedy of his character, because like, if he would have just done nothing, he'd be going to the dance with Kelly. I gotta say, this thing was very unclear to me as a viewer. What part? When he like yells out, yes. Well, and- did they establish they live next to each other within wire length, and that Zach's cheering clued them into the, uh, him, their room being bugged? I just thought it was interesting how how quickly he went with the Lakers cover and then how immediately Kelly was like, there is no Lakers game. Kelly's a big time Laker fan. Watch Dustin break when he smacks my head right there. His, he, he, he does a pretty good job of giving me whiplash. <laughs> and you can tell he enjoyed it with yeah. a little bit of a, a, a little sly uh, grin right there as he returns back to the deck. This also like this version of Kelly, I feel like, kind of disappears over time in series where she's like matching wits and trading blows with Zach. Like this is a rare kind of Kelly in on a scheme thing where she's usually just very like sweet and docile the the whole show. It's a very serious scheme they put together. Oh, it's it's a truly I mean, it's elaborate. Yeah, it's a lot of moving parts. 
And of course, like for Zach Morris to be such a schemer, you'd think he'd be able to identify a setup. Like Zach, it's back to working. Yeah, it's it's back to working and crystal clear. They're all talking directly into the microphone. (laughs) And they're being really open now, whereas before they were being kind of hidden. So what is Kelly's scheme? Kelly is going to make Zach think that she is insane when she likes someone. When she she gets crazy, crazy into somebody, she gets physically violent. Is that correct, Dashiell? Yeah, she like she like her her love for the the person her the object of her affection. She becomes overwhelmed by it and blacks out and wakes up and the police are there and people have to go to the hospital. Like they don't really say what she does, but it's implied it's just a tick next to murder. It's like a blind rage. Yeah. Well, for some for some strange reason, I end up hurting him. And Screech is very concerned for his buddy Zach. Yeah, I mean the the scene ends with Screech giving Zach a hug, like like the kind of hug you give someone when they they might be dying or something. He's like he's he's worried for his friend's life based on what he's just learned. How about this for character protection? Uh, it's my character, Zach. Yeah. Uh, Screech goes, uh, Kelly's dangerous, Zach. And Zach goes, come on, Screech, she's a girl. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't believe, yeah, and Screech, Screech has to remind can't him, be yeah. dangerous. <laughs> but it is wise advice from Screech because there's another line. He says, girls can be brutal, Zach. Have you ever seen gorgeous ladies of wrestling? <laughs> yeah, he has, he has facts to back it up. He's not just, you know, speaking in conjecture. Zach was not very evolved, was he? Uh, no. Well, the show was supposed to be about his growth, I think, and learning lessons, but, you know, it's debatable how much he really learned week to week. And then we open up in the hallway with a skater dude. Oh, man. Cool skating in the hallway, yeah. And this is one of Dustin's, like, for, you know, for my taste, funner costumes that he puts on throughout series. Funner's not a word. Funner can be a word for today. More fun. Uh, this has so many moments <laughs> involved in it. This, this Michael, this Lisa loving guys who, what, what was it? She likes lighter guys on their are, feet. Was it? She likes men who are lighter on their feet. Is that That's, what she said? About yeah. Michael Jackson. Yeah. Michael okay. Jackson, lighter Michael on their Jackson. feet. I think he was gentle and kind yeah. and light on his feet. And I say to Screech, if that isn't you, I don't know who is. So Lisa is into Michael Jackson. So Screech figures if I put on the costume of Michael Jackson, Lisa will immediately fall for me. Granted, I have none of his talent, dancing ability, or confusing demeanor, but... Lisa will be into it. Yeah, he has a little bit of his confusing demeanor. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm He's confused. definitely confused. Yeah, like it's confusing to hang around with Screech. Yeah. And I want to say that Dustin is having a hard time not breaking character. Yeah, in, Dustin in this. seems like he's laughing a bit. He is yeah. laughing on the inside. Yeah. He's trying to keep And it, it is the exact opposite for Lark. The look of disgust <laughs> is real in this. No acting. I, I must have played this back a few times, but she's just j- look at that fit. Well, like, she also thought she'd have the coolest jacket at school that day, and then Screech shows up with that thing. And, <laughs> you know. So Zach shows up in sheet gear, and Screech shows up in Michael Jackson's outfit. Belding also says we have a dress code. I don't understand, I don't understand. what's wrong with this. What's wrong with tacky? this dress code? Sequins? Is Nothing too it? sparkly? I don't know. It's the 80s, right? Yeah, he, there really shouldn't be anything about Screech's outfit that's violating the dress code. Also, what I like is that Dustin takes off his glove to go, it's me, Screech, meaning <laughs> take a look at my hand. It's obviously not Michael Jackson's. And everyone here in the hallway kind of planting the seeds of this very elaborate scam to teach Zach a lesson. Yeah, it's a very strange lesson they decide to teach you. Oh, bad dye job in this one, too. There's a big, big splotch of dye that leaked out of my cap. <clears throat> I just can't- see it on the right side of my head right there. <laughs> Yes, I do. You see that? That's that's a bad dye job right there. Can we talk about the Mike Tyson hurt line for a second? Please. Because it's either 
Mike Tyson hurt, meaning you're going to be hurt like Mike Tyson would hurt you, or Mike Tyson hurt, meaning Robin Givens is going to emotionally scar you on Barbara Walters and you'll lose all your money. Which thing did Jesse mean? I think this was before the Robin Givens. So what did they mean? They just, he's going to beat uh, you he's up? Gonna, he's going to wail on you like as like, if Mike Tyson. Yeah, like 1989. Like, like, yeah. like KO. Or like, is Elizabeth giving us a little window into Mike Tyson's soul? So and, you're saying this whole episode, she is a being from the future. I think she's a woman from the future. I think, heard, she's, a, I think she's a woman with the ability to time travel, yes. Huh. I've heard some like very interesting say by the Bell fan theories. This is the first time I've heard Jesse's from the future floated, and you know, there might be something there. Is Mario in a wheelchair? Yeah. Oh yeah. With a giant fake cast. Is the idea that <laughs> Kelly broke his leg in many, many places? Well, the idea is that she beat, beat him up. up like Mike Tyson. But only his leg, because he's obviously has no scratches on his beautiful face. Right. Right. Well, again, he's, you know, something you guys said about talent. He's not going to be like, uh, we can do the face thing or the leg thing. Let's do the leg thing. Yeah. Well, I think, I think the idea is like, what I'm picturing is Kelly like beat his, like broke his kneecaps kind of thing. Like she like just went to town on his leg, almost like a mobster. I feel like this show, this episode would be helped by a flashback to, so, the, to the actual leg breaking. Speaking of Tyson Hurt, though, can you tell the story of the time that you almost got Tyson Hurt? Oh, and we had, we had Mike Tyson on Franklin and Bash, and my character is supposed to do a, an, an impression of Mike Tyson right in his face. <clears throat> and at that point, you know, Mike Tyson has, had been a very kind of mercurial character, and we didn't know, we didn't know Mike Tyson. You and I didn't know him personally. He had just come out with his Broadway special as right, well. Right, he'd come out with his one-man show. We didn't know really if my, you know, when people do cameos, you don't know if they've read the script or not. We don't know if he knows I'm going to do this impression or not. And I have to do the impression directly in his face. And Mike Tyson is Mike Tyson. And Mike Tyson's really good at being Mike Tyson. And Mike Tyson pretending to be angry might not be pretending. And so I've been face-to-face -face with Mike Tyson, nose-to-nose, -nose, and he's a very intimidating character. And well, he, this was during the rehearsal. Yeah. And so we hadn't given Mike Tyson any direction, or at least the director hadn't given Mike Tyson any direction of, of what, what we were trying to do in this scene, <laughs> other than here are some lines, do them how you see fit. Yeah. So Mike was supposed to be the opposite of Mike Tyson. He was supposed to be like, I'm not that guy anymore. Right, I'm really like, sweet and he's Come great. on, why, why would you do this to me kind of thing? He took it the the way Mike Tyson would have in the he did late like classic 80s. Tyson. Supreme classic offensive. Tyson. He got yeah, he in, I, was standing, offensive. I was standing next to Brecken and I'm supposed to back him up as Franklin <laughs> and Bash. Mike Tyson gets in Brecken's face and starts using every profanity yeah. and he's saying the dialogue, but it's the opposite way of what you're supposed to be saying. Yeah. He's like, why the, would you do this to me? I blah, blah, blah. And he's in his face. I backed up <laughs> at that point. I, I was nowhere near going to back up my friend here. Yeah. I backed up and was looking around to see where the nearest medic was. Yeah. And I, I mean, by the way, in Mike Tyson, there's no medic involved. You need a dust buster. Cause if he touches me, I'm pink dust. <laughs> like that's it. It's just dust. But, and he is terrifying. But he is, after that, the, we, we, we said, okay, uh, cut on rehearsal. And the director came over and goes, Mike, that was great. Um, we want to kind of take it the other direction. And Mike was like, oh, oh, okay, sure. <laughs> and it was like a complete 180. And he's the sweetest and he, guy. He's the sweetest guy. Yeah. Because the, the sweet Mike Tyson is more in line with like now Mike Tyson. Like I think he just is probably, if he's doing a 
Tyson thing. He's like, oh, they want the classic Tyson. Yeah, they want angry Tyson. Right. Yeah. yeah. We wanted the current Tyson. I got uh, both. So and he got both. a good lesson. But it was, yeah. Oh. He loves like birds and weed now. Oh, yeah. Like he like raises pigeons, <laughs> pigeons. and like grows his own weed. Like that's like his whole, like he pigeons could not be more, more peaceful of a man. Yeah. Pigeons and weed. And yeah, Zach, Zach sells, uh, or excuse me, Slater sells Zach on this, uh, I mean, it's such an elaborate plot. You have the principal involved. Well, I don't know if the building was involved. Was it's he? debatable. He was. I don't think building's involved. Because he, but he, I, I don't know. Here's the thing. Slater comes up to me and he tells me this story about Kelly. He says, Kelly and I were hanging out last night and it was all going really well. And I'm like, I have no problem with that. Zach has no problem that Slater and Kelly were just hanging out, the two of them, yeah. last night. And he, he gets beat up. He's not worried about that. Like, I would yeah. be worried about that. Sure. Right. Who cares you got beat up? But I'm more concerned about him getting beat up, not the fact that he was just hanging out with Kelly. I was going to say, your enemy has a broken leg from a night with your girl. <laughs> That's a win. Like, uh, the, You'd have some questions. I'd have some, questions, have some questions now. Yeah, it is a it is a really elaborate plot they did. It, it's elaborate, but it's also, it involves so many like costumes and props and like, it, like, there's, like they forge medical records. Yeah, they it's forge just, documents and admission papers and things. Yeah. I think I suffered a second whiplash when uh, Slater grabbed me by the collar there um, in the hallway. That, that's my second whiplash of the episode. This. Just as a Saved by the Bell Easter egg, what's the longest you think Mario's gone without picking up a weight? Even We're talking now as well? From this point on, yeah. Oh, well, he's had a few injuries uh, right. lately. Um, Barring injury. Oh, I, I don't know. You know, I, I think he's just a gifted... I, I, I truly believe this. He's person. genetically gifted. Um, I, I I know certain actors. Yeah. You know, we all do. Sure. Who spend a lot of time in the gym. Sure. Um, Mario, I don't think spends that much time in the gym. I, I think he he definitely boxes and he does jujitsu, uh, but he also really enjoys life. Like if he, yeah. he's he's out there. He's sure. he's he's eating and drinking, and he's. I'd I don't say think, at least four times a week. Yeah, maybe four times a week, but I don't think it's one of those, you know, hardcore gym sessions. Right. Uh, I think he just, I think he's genetically gifted and he just, you know, maintains. Yeah. Um, because he's he's had the same body right. uh, structure since he was 14. But when did he get the dimples? When did he get that surgery? Oh, that's a surgery. Yeah, when yeah, did he yeah, get yeah. those? Because no, he had them redone recently, I can he tell. He totally had them yeah. redone. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we're, we're, we're on the same page with <laughs> Perfect. that. Perfect. This part of the plot is kind of brilliant. The fact that they thought, well, Zach's going to go into her files, so we'll have to go into her files again. Time. It was Jesse who thought of that and yeah. make something believable. Jesse's enough. dark in this episode. Yeah, this yeah, that's why she goes into caffeine addiction. <laughs> I they're, believe they're playing chess with Zach. Also, where do you get the forms to fill these things out to doctor them? This is pre-internet, right? This is pre-everything. You'd imagine there's maybe like a computer lab or something at Bayside. Like, Why doesn't he punch you right there out of fear? Why isn't he immediately startled that you are in there and touching him? But yeah, why am I in his office? I'm saying, I he mean, has no question. Like, is in his office. Morris, I, I sh- I'm sorry, I shot him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Belding is like very okay with Zach being in his space throughout series. He, yeah. he, he always says something like, what are you doing in here, Morris? Like, It's okay, Zach can't see him laugh because his back's turned. But there we go, we see the laugh. The, 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 uh, the, the iconic laugh. Belding laugh. You would think that if a student came to a principal and was like, I'm scared for my life from another student, <laughs> the principal would, would take it a, hopefully a little more seriously. No, but Belding's version is, look, Zach, I used to fuck a lot too. So here's the thing. Yeah, he instantly goes into his like previous sexual conquest. Yeah. 
as a younger man. That was in the last episode. He he says he dated a woman who was Viet Cong. Yeah, he talks about Vietnam. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He says he has a Viet Cong girl, had a Viet was Cong girlfriend. Was in Nam? He was in Nam. We figured that out in uh, the last episode. Yeah. Oh, how have they not done a flashback episode <laughs> of building in the shit? <laughs> in the soup. Like a very somber, hey, 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 what is Just going on here? Well, we should do that. We should seriously record a building flashback episode. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. So where are we now? We're in the... Uh, so after after uh, Beldings, which again, that whole scene was like a setup to they all get headaches, Morris, which is like another adult joke here for Zach from, uh, from Belding. Uh, we're in the classroom and this is kind of like the big payoff of all the scheming. So Kelly sends Zach a note basically saying I'm... What I'm in love with you. I'm hurting to talk to you. So, yeah, she like like they again. They use their um you know pre cell phone primitive note passing technology yeah. to uh to let him know she's interested. And then there's that um that iconic Kelly wave. By the way, I'm not kidding. When I watched this episode, I paused it and did the wave myself to see how I would have done it. How did how did that? Feel? I haven't like I did a control group of about seven waves. It never got anywhere near as alien as Kelly's wave. Would you like to see it again? Yeah. Why not? There we go. <laughs> yeah, oh my god, that is that is really unsettling. Yeah. Just keep them going. That's what humans do. Just keep them going. Do you think she came up with that wave or was that a a, a direction? Was that a think, was that a screen I'm direction? Gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, a, I'm gonna give that to the uh I'm gonna give that to TAT. You don't think they like threw it away like do one of these and then she did exactly oh, no, I what, think someone went do this and her interpretation is what we see on screen right there. Well, she makes it her own. I mean, Mark that's Paul, the yeah. best way of saying it. <laughs> Mark Paul, you said they, uh, they didn't do second takes often, right? It was uh, like regularly one take we, shooting? Well, no, because we did one take with the, with the audience. Got Could it. You go we back would do to multiple that? takes when, we've, when we filmed earlier in the day. Could you go back just a frame or two and see when Tiffany has to do another hand gesture? Because I think we're finding, a, I think we're confirming a theory. Yeah, yeah, right Jesse's, here when she when she does the what's supposed to be an okay symbol to Lark. I mean, maybe Kelly was unable to do the hand signals because of her massive purple pants that she's wearing. So this is the episode Kelly wore Screech's clothes. <laughs> okay, so she has a baseball bat. Zach has a bunch of revisions that he's taking to the writer's room because <laughs> no one has that many pink pieces of paper in high yeah, those school. those are today's pink pages. That's correct, yeah. So Kelly's going to beat Zach to death with a with baseball, baseball bat. bat. Yeah, in like a... I mean, yeah, like the the... This again, while it is all played for laughs, there is something like like a little scary about this whole scene. <laughs> I did one of my tropes coming up right here, uh, where my uh, voice cracks. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, one I, of the signature Zach Morris. One of my voice signature uh, voice cracks. Was that acting or just life? No, that happening? was acting. That was, was acting. all acting, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I could easily tap into that because <laughs> I was going through a transition at this point, but it was a deliberate attempt in my acting. He is standing very close to someone who is holding a bat. Seems like you'd get further away. Oh, she's got the head, the rage head. Yeah, I mean, and and also like if I'm a teacher and I'm walking by the classroom and I hear like a baseball bat smacking a desk, like what the hell is going on in there? Baseball practice. 
Right. That's just the baseball class. Yeah, that's baseball club. Oh no, everyone's in pink. Now, I, I looked really carefully to see if there was a stunt double for this scene. We're in the max now for the big dance. Jake, and Jake Ron- Busey in the background enjoying the show. <laughs> uh, Rhonda has you spinning around on her shoulders, and that is that is you. So when, when you say you don't remember anything about filming this, Mark Paul, this doesn't ring a bell. No, not really. I, I no. Just being picked up and spun around on this lady's it's shoulders. Just another day, And Dashiell. this is how she viewed her date going with Zach. Like, this is, to her, what dancing is. Right, this is, this is the good version of the date. Right, like, she's, dan- like, right now, they're just dancing. Now, mind yeah. you, they're also dancing totally alone with nobody else on the dance floor and a crowd watching. And is this the dance we were supposed to have? Wouldn't this yeah, be this on a dance. school property? Why is this at the max? It's very confusing that, that Bayside seems to regularly hold events at this, uh, 50s diner. I and think, where's the rest of the the students? I where, think they where, have a lot of dirt everybody? on Max, so they blackmail him to use the establishment. And there's the boombox guy without his boombox, but he's got a friend now. We also had the twins in the background. They were checking out the uh, the show. And Rhonda, like, very sexually aggressive here. Like, she's going to go floss for all the making out they're going to do. And Slater gets his, uh, gets his prize, as you will. So wait, if I understand this correctly, she went with Slater... Because the cat's not out of the bag yet, right? Like they're about to do the reveal. Right, but so he ended up going with Rhonda because he's afraid of Kelly. Mm -hmm. Kelly is helping Screech. We don't know if they're at the dance together as the date or is she as Slater's date. Did she choose Slater? I think Kelly is with Slater because this is kind of like the begin. I mean, they they really play with that like oscillating Kelly, Slater, Zach thing for a while. Right, so he went with Rhonda because he was too afraid of Kelly. Yes, all right, I'm just checking. I'm just checking. But what's confusing to me about the, the plan is why is Slater still showing up in the cast for the reveal? Like, couldn't he have just walked in without crutches in a cast and had the same pretty much effect? Because on... he wants that big cast off moment. He yeah. wants the, you know, the big Kaiser, the big Kaiser Soze. This, this is actually where Macquarie got the Kaiser Soze moment from for usual suspects. Oh. True story. Yeah, true story, guys. From fatal distraction. <laughs> and. In the background, we have the two girls from the slumber party. Well, Wait, are they? Yeah, they're right there. Wow. That's them. But the funny thing is they're in the background in this scene. Yeah. Well, Maybe, they're close. They're just not that close. Maybe they thought this was going to be like the beginning of them being a part of the gang. Look you know? at the 45-year-old man in the leather jacket. <laughs> <laughs> He's an undercover narcotics officer. And now that Rhonda has flossed, she comes back for the very last. She's got big plans. Yeah. Frame here. I don't remember this kissing uh, moment. My dad's in prison and my mom is visiting him. So we're going to go to my house. Also like a late night prison visit. Like, does that, is that how that one works? I have very strict rules. He says no. She doesn't care. Nope. She's bigger and stronger and she'll take what she wants. Yeah. It's not a great message. But it is an incredible amount of yellow on screen right now. Kissing. I love how everyone in the background is just staring well, at us. Well, because you guys are the only people dancing. You're the only one they're allowed to watch. But look at the reaction. Ed Alonzo's in there, too. Yeah. He's just laser focused on what's going on at his place of business. Like, serve some burgers. He's dude. like, now that's a trick. <laughs> so we tracked down Kirsten Kemp Becker, who played Rhonda on the episode and went on to host Property Ladder and have her own career in real estate. And Mark Paul, you got to talk to her on the phone. <laughs> My first question to you, are you considered a tall woman or was I just a boy who hadn't reached his growth spurt yet? I mean, I think even back then I was considered a tall man. (laughs) 
<laughs> no. <laughs> Stop. Uh, yes, I'm absolutely considered a tall woman. There's nothing short or average about you, Marple. When was the last time you slung a human over your shoulders and danced wildly in front of an audience? Uh, every time I see a say by the Bell fan and they say, hey, can you do that? <laughs> yes, I can. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> Do you really put people over your shoulders and do that? I mean, I've been willing to try, and it's been embarrassing, documented, and I'm not going to lie, probably since the social media fanaticism, I've probably done it fewer times, but I am in withdrawal. You know, I do, I do enjoy a good sling over the shoulder every once in a while. Did you, did you have to prepare for this role? I mean, were, were, did you make up any backstory? No, there was no backstory, but I will tell you that one of my very most vivid memories to this day about that moment was getting that part of it done smoothly and trying to practice on anyone who would let me prior to shooting. And then when I had to roll you back in and plan a kiss on you, thinking this is going to look totally natural and not awkward at all. And of course I completely broke character and started cracking up at myself. And I thought, Oh, that's not going to show. And of course it does. I mean, you can see it. It shows. So you broke character before you kissed me or during the kiss? Yes. Like right, right before. Cause it was so funny to me that, that this girl was just going to plant this kiss on this little kid. It was so funny to me. I could not actually wrap my head around it, but I was so committed to staying in character, and I thought, oh, no, 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 the camera's not going to pick that up. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. It was not fine. It's there. It's totally there. <laughs> and were, would you, were you aware that you would do this cute little kick before you would advance on to Zach, or, or you would chase Zach? You would, you would do this like little thing with your leg. Are you aware of that? No, I missed that whole thing. The kick? Yeah, you do this little thing with your leg. It's so cute. It's like it's a, it's like a it's a it's like a Ronda shuffle before you actually. It's move. a little Ronda shuffle. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. We we yeah, picked up no, on this. Of course, it's totally planned. Yeah, okay, good. Totally planned. Mm-hmm. So you don't have any parents in the slammer. Nope. Everybody's out of the slammer. Um, it was really nice to sort of have this bipolar personality that was so far from the goody two shoes that I was in high school. So it was great to play a badass on TV and then be able to kind of walk the line in person and, and in real life. So I, I really, I appreciate that so much to this day. Okay, well, I still have an invoice from my chiropractor that I need to send you. So I, if I can get your address, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I take Venmo. I mean, I can shoot over some Venmo. I'm so happy that we got a, a chance to, to talk with you. I don't, see the whole thing with this podcast because I don't remember a fucking thing from my time on that show. Um, I never watched the episodes. Um, I, I remember people, I remember you. I don't remember us dancing or I'm sorry, but I don't remember the kiss because I, I, I just, I think I've been hit on the head one too many times. Um, but I, it's, it's so fun to relive these things. Four kids will do that. Four kids. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But it's yeah. fun to relive these with, with, you know, people that we, we had these experiences with. So I'm really enjoying going through this process. It's, it's our own, only our uh, fifth show. That's so great. I think it's cathartic. And it was, it was really, I mean, it was the kind of thing at the time that I have to tell you, I thought the whole thing was lunacy. I thought the show was lunacy. And the fact that it still has such a cult following and really changed the fabric of, sort of sitcom television 
and breaking the fourth wall and all of those things that you did so well oh, um, is is amazing. And I think that's great that you're that you're sort of able to relive it, especially given the career that you've had. I mean, you there, there, people make fun of me all the time, like, oh, you went from Ronda Robustelli to a real estate <laughs> ice queen. And, you know, you went on to do all sorts of dr- dramatic roles and have such a just a a flourishing career that was multi-dimensional. It was not one note, Zach, at all. It's nice to kind of get back to your roots, yeah? Did your kids ever watch you? Oh, all the time. They think it's hilarious, <laughs> which is, and one of them is in college now, which was so funny because when we were on the air, that was the thing in college was, oh, man, I woke up totally hungover Saturday morning, and there you were on TV, like throwing some kid over your shoulder. <laughs> and so now my son's in college, and he's like, yeah, yeah, we wake up Saturday morning, and I'm like, hey, my mom's on, say by the bell. Oh, that's great. So I'm glad that it's uh, been rebooted, and I'm glad you're reliving it, and I, I hope you're happy and healthy and sane and you know, I have nothing but incredibly fond memories of, of what a great time that was in our lives. So thank you for, for including me in your, in your podcast. Oh, thank you. I'm, I'm so glad it worked out. Wow, the friendships of Bayside are alive and well. That was so wholesome. Thank you so much, Kirsten, for taking the time to talk to us. And that's the episode. That is Fatal Distraction. Breck and Meyer, thank you so much for joining us today. We, we really appreciate it, and we hope you're, we hope you're back soon. That was, that was fun. Thanks, man. That was very, very fun. Thank you, Brackhead. Thank you, buddy. And to the listener at home and to you, Mark Paul, there is homework for next week. And that is to watch season one, episode five of Saved by the Bell called Screech's Woman. Ooh. Now, ooh. as I ask every week, Mark Paul, do you just have any wild shot in the dark guesses what Screech's Woman I might be I think about? I do, Dashiell, because hmm. I've been paying attention to the previous episodes. You're saying that Zach dressed up as a girl named Bambi. Yes. Do we see Bambi in the next episode? Call it a hunch. I think we'll be meeting Bambi next week. Can I ask a question? Please. I like how you raised your hand, by the way. Is the episode, <laughs> is the episode called Screech's Woman or Screech is a woman. It's called Screech apostrophe S woman. Okay. Screech is, like possessive. Okay, cool. Thank you so much, Breck and Meyer, for being here. Thank you so much, Mark Paul. Thank you, the listener. See you next week. Zach to the Future is a production of Cadence 13. It's executive produced by Mark Paul Gosler, myself, and Chris Corcoran. Production and direction led by Terrence Malangone. Editing and mastering by Andy Jaskowitz. Engineering and production coordination by Sean Cherry. Artwork by Kurt Courtney with illustrations by Jeff McCarthy. Marketing is led by Josephina Francis with PR by Hilary Schuf. Thanks to the whole team at Canes 13 and to you for listening. <laughs>